Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds and this is my first ever Best Friend Friday. It is a beautiful winter afternoon and I have, oh, the one and only Cindy Lindsay. Thank you so much. She's laughing. She thinks I'm hilarious to be asking that. So Cindy, tell, tell us just a little bit about you. And you know, she used to be a head coach and she used to play for the University of Utah and she does things that I could never even think about doing, such as standing on the sidelines and coaching. There's no way. I can't even handle watching Jeff coach. Oh my word. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Well, first of all, thanks, Shari, for having me on. This is great. Uh, I think what you're doing is very noble. So um, just a little background. I I started, well, first of all, I played for the University of Utah. And then um, I went on a mission and served in Argentina. And then after get, after returning home, I went and coached at Idaho State University in Pocatello. And then uh, I was the assistant coach at Rick's College back when it was Rick's College. And then from, from Rick's, I went to BYU. And then uh, from BYU, I went to Snow College. So Well, you know that saying you were at Rick's, that dates you. I know. <laughs> But that's part of my history, too. We don't talk about age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, what we've been talking about this week is what were some of the pivotal moments in our life? And what was the pivotal moment where you decided, okay, I'm playing basketball. Should I coach? What, what directed you to that? What was the moment? Honestly, I feel like in high school, I had a, a great coach, Paul Clark, who was like a second father to me. Um, there's one thing that he always said that um, gave me a lot of direction and he's like you know Cindy when you step on the court and you play hard you play as hard as any any person boy or girl you just play as hard as you can he says but when you step off the court make sure you're a young lady and those were things that really gave me direction in life and so I always just wanted to be able to help help others and make a difference in players lives I love that. That's the that's the whole um, goal of most coaches is that they're out to make a difference in the youth. I remember when my husband began as a head coach at Snow College over the women's volleyball program. Uh, he went to Bronco Mendenhall, who he used to work with at BYU, and he said, "What is your focus? What is your what is your goal?" And Bronco said to him, "Make sure that your coaching is always for the team." always for the program as soon as it begins to be about you you know it's time to let go to stop yeah and so I know when you are on the floor coaching and in your current role as academic director at Oxbow Academy a lot of prayer oh most certainly a lot of prayer So we have been discussing Cast Not Away, Therefore Your Confidence. It's a BYU speeches by Jeffrey R. Holland. And both of us are in love with this speeches. But I think for me, there's not a single talk that Elder Holland has ever given that I'm not in love with. But this one is so illuminating because I've been studying about prayer. And... What is the moment in this talk that made you feel especially directed? Well, I'd have to say the title itself. Um, There's so many times where I can second guess myself and 
sometimes that's really hard. You know, it's hard to decipher, you know, am I doing the things that the Lord would have me do? And if you have a thought or you pray about something and you feel like it's right, um, there are times where I'll second guess myself. And so this talk spoke to me in that in that sense and um, gave me a lot of direction. So I love the opening where he, he talks about the prophet Joseph Smith. And so I turned to, the jo- to Joseph Smith and to read about what he experienced to draw closer to prayer. And he was anxious about praying. He had never prayed out loud and he was concerned about that. So he left his home and he went into the woods and satisfied that he was alone. Joseph knelt on the cool earth and began to share the desires of his heart with God. He asked for mercy and forgiveness and for wisdom to find answers to his questions. And he began with, O Lord, he prayed, what church shall I join? And as as he prayed, his tongue seemed to swell and he could not speak. He heard footsteps behind him but saw no one when he turned around. And he tried to pray again, but the footsteps grew louder as if someone was coming for him. He sprang to his feet and spun around, but still he saw no one. Suddenly, an unseen power seized him. He tried to speak again, but his tongue was still bound. A thick darkness closed in around him until he could no longer speak, and awful images flashed across his mind, confusing him and distracting him. He felt as if something terrible, some terrible being, real and immensely powerful, wanted to destroy him. And it says, exerting all his strength, Joseph called once more to God. His tongue loosened, and he pleaded for deliverance, but he found himself sinking into despair, overwhelmed by the unbearable darkness and ready to abandon himself to destruction. And then, of course, we know what happens. At that moment, a pillar of light appeared over his head, It descended slowly and seemed to set the woods on fire. As the light rested on him, Joseph felt the unseen power release its hold. The Spirit of God took its place, filling him with unspeakable joy and peace. And peering into the light, you know the rest of the story, Joseph saw God the Father standing above him. His face was brighter and more glorious than anything Joseph had ever seen. And I love the part where he actually introduces his son and said, this is my beloved son, hear him. So this this little portion is taken from Saints, volume one in chapter two called Hear Him. So I was reading this that portion of the book by myself and just even reading that, it just, it just overwhelmed me with how evil was trying to overcome the prophet and how when we are about to do something righteous, how evil can overcome us. Um, and so Elder, uh, Elder Holland says in his talk, this quote right here, I love it. It is a plain and very sobering truth that before great moments, certainly before great spiritual moments, there can come adversity, opposition, and darkness. Life has some of those moments for us. And occasionally, they come just as we are approaching an important decision or a significant step in our life. And so what 
is an example. I mean, as you were trying to decide on a career, as you were as you were trying to decide on even recruits, yeah. you know, maybe deciding on whether or not going to the University of Utah. Right. Like, what was what were some of those moments in your life that you know that you were divinely guided? Right. You know, I I know I was supposed to go to the University of Utah, which at the time didn't make sense. I lived in in Utah Valley. Um, was offered a scholarship at BYU and it was a very prayerful decision and I knew that I I grew in so many other ways and the Lord needed me at the University of Utah and um, I had great experiences and obviously I had great experiences at BYU as a coach as well so I kind of had the best of two worlds. Your parents definitely wanted you to play for BYU though. (laughs) I, I, they, I don't think they would ever vocally say that, but in my heart, I, I really feel like that's where they wanted me. But they supported me in my decision, and I respect them for that. And you know that that was a good thing. I love where he says, beware the temptation to retreat from a good thing. And you know that it was right, so it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. If it was right when you prayed about it, it's going to probably stay right, right? Yeah. That's the, yeah. the whole point of this whole speech is this, this whole sure. talk by Elder Holland. It is right now. If it's right once when you prayed about it and trusted it and lived for it, it is right now. Don't give up when the pressure mounts. So um, there's times when truly we are just like Joseph Smith and we feel like we can't, we can't possibly think this is the correct answer because we are tongue-tied and we are fearful and it seems like when we are making a choice that is for righteousness sake is when we have trials swirl around us all the more and yeah I love that part where he says beware the temptation to retreat from a good thing if it was right when you prayed about it and trusted it and lived for it it is right now so um have you ever been fearful when you knew that it was right? Have you been fearful when it was wrong? Yeah, I, I think fear can can set in when we're making decisions. And, um, you know, we, we definitely need to turn to the Lord. I know in, in my case, you know, when I, when I feel fear or I'm, I have trepidation about something, you know, if I if I receive an answer and I go against that, that's when that that tends to creep in. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I love this this quote right here, and you had pointed this out as well. After you have gotten the message, after you have paid the price to feel His love and hear the word of the Lord, go forward. Don't fear. Don't vacillate. Don't quibble. Don't whine. You may, like Alma, going to Ammonihah, have to find a route that leads an unusual way. But that is exactly what the Lord has, was doing here for the children of Israel. Nobody had ever crossed the Red Sea this way, but so what? There's always a first time. With the spirit of revelation, dismiss your fears and wade in with both feet. In other words, of Joseph Smith, brethren, and I would add sisters, shall we not go in so great a cause? Go forward and not backward. Courage, brethren, and on and on to the victory. But it's just finding that courage. It's just, it's just holding on to that courage and not looking back. So 
I think for us, we can't be fearful of somebody else's opinion. We have to go forward with faith and trust in our Father in Heaven and trust in His timing and trust when we felt right about it. And if we felt wrong about it, to not be afraid either, to not feel pressure. Sometimes we can feel wrong about a decision and yet everybody around us is looking at you like, you're crazy if you don't go forward with this. Mm-hmm. You know? Can you think of a moment in your life where you just knew that it was wrong, but you just had so much pressure building up around you to go forward with something? Um. I remember a time where we were so confident that we had to... Um, by this house, our whole family thought it was right, and it was the perfect location. And we, my mom was so excited that we were actually going to be moving next to her, and it completely fell through. And I was about to make a huge decision based upon not displeasing my mom. Right. And I've heard, I've heard other people say that in the past, that they don't want to disappoint their mother. Mm-hmm. And... Yet we, we need to take a look at what our Father in Heaven wants and not worry about um, the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important piece. Mm-hmm. So I just want to close with my gratitude to Cindy and her willingness to join me today. And if you feel like we have illuminated your mind on the purpose of prayer and turning to our Father, with full confidence and sometimes we lose that confidence and we go back to square one but we felt that it was right please let us know please reach out to us and let us know what you think of this episode and share it with someone else that you might think would benefit from this and thank you so much for joining us on this episode of coaching chaos best friend friday thank you so much cindy thank you shari for being with me on my very first one Have a great afternoon, a great day, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.